A dungeon, dungeon full of yandere's. Okay. Also, a dungeon full of yandere's is like how you get a battle royale. Ooh, fascist yandere vampire GF. No, when everyone is fascist, no one is. Hunter the Virgin versus Vampire the Chad. Is it is it DMT or DMX? Powered by meth. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Little Wars. It's been a while. I am your host, Mongoose Kikimura, and joining me here today, as always, is my trusty co-host, good friend, and good buddy, Jack Caronet. Yo, buddy, still alive? Still alive. Still kicking. And joining us per usual now, and per usual hopefully indefinitely or as long as we can keep this passion project going our other good buddy john john how you doing i noticed that jack has returned to usurp my position as mongoose's right hand man this will not go without escalation i'm, I'm scared uh, okay <laughs> well have you not been following the meta plot this has been developing over a long series of episodes well, now there's a meta plot to little wars it wasn't just us getting on here and like <laughs> Spurging about like monster girls and tabletop stuff. Don't worry, you talk about your ca- your little games. I'm playing the real game in the background. We we uh, really does need the to game put... end with me getting a Yandere GF. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> uh, you made the bit stupid. All right, forget it. <laughs> the bit was always stupid. All our no. bits are stupid. Do we put music over John's? Uh, uh... Uh, very, very ominous, you know. Intro. <laughs> Intro is the word you're looking for, Jack, right. you drunk bastard. I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. He says, clanking his glass audibly. I am not, <laughs> I am not drunk, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right? Perfect, perfect Catholic. Anyway. <laughs> I don't what can, what can pray I say? to Mary, I'm uh, not drunk. <laughs> So, joining you, as always, from the mountain of Protestant intolerance, this is Little Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez, and boy, do we have an episode for you guys. It's going to be a grand old time. So, has anybody done anything interesting traditional games-wise this week? I feel like John well, and I have. Yeah, we did. Uh, we actually, speaking of being drunk, man, I was I was absolutely wasted for your game on Friday last Friday. Are you serious? I, you, I was really drunk. I don't know if you could tell. I drank a half of a bottle of uh, honey uh, whiskey. I, I maybe I don't think you could tell because you weren't yelling at him about playing StarCraft. <laughs> well, he wasn't playing StarCraft, so I couldn't yell at him about it. Uh, I, I don't know if you could tell the difference then when you're that drunk. I was pretty drunk, but uh, I guess it didn't really come through. Or realistically, my character is just such a off-the-wall kind of weird character that you can't really tell. I mean, yeah, StarCraft, ca- Star Wars, what's the real difference? Would you shut up with the StarCraft? Stop giving away our hobbies that aren't traditional gaming. <laughs> well, StarCraft is actually licensed at a 40k anyway, so like it counts. 
Yeah, I guess that's true. So, uh, yet another reason why I'm a war gamer. <laughs> oh, yes. No, good point. Another this is a reason. classical bit right Actually, here. Actually, <laughs> Hearts of Iron is more of a war game than StarCraft. Uh, there's no... Mm, all right, that's an autistic dis distraction. Uh, let, anyway, uh, no, let's talk about the... Uh, yeah, let's talk about the Star Wars game. Um, I thought it was a pretty good session. We had some action, had some... Uh, uh, finally, you know, making decisions and, and knowing what the uh, impacts. Basically, we finally had a session where everybody was on board with the same plan after, what, two sessions of arguing and over the plan and then actually doing the plan and, and you know, did a you little not, bit of indecision there. Did you not give them, like, a, a QAnon NPC so that they could do some plan trusting? You know, I was thinking about it. We had to come up with a plan ourselves, or really, it was it was we had two different plans, and we didn't know which one was the real QAnon. Ah, yeah, ah. it was a classic. Well, as a red-pilled anarcho-capitalist, I always trust the plan. <laughs> but what do you do when there's two plans? Ooh, then you gotta you gotta figure out which plan violates less people's um. Uh, uh, yeah, that thing. Whatever. I I was struggling. I I, I had to like close half my brain cells you know to think to go back to live la la libertarian land and it was very difficult mm. yeah well i'm i'm glad you uh you soldiered through that uh john can you uh <laughs> remind me what happened last friday because uh i really don't remember are you are you are you serious or are you like testing me because <laughs> i was drunk and you're trying to see if i remember what happened no go ahead go ahead i i i, I just i just right. can't remember I just can't. All right. Oh no. Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. We uh, I, I guess we, I guess we Jack gotta... is having to defend his position as my uh right left hand person. Well, he's absolutely wrong because I remember everything despite being really drunk and retarded. <laughs> uh we we did uh calls with several of our contacts including Ghent and we had uh he threatened us uh to get this job done to sell these battle cruisers so we went to go meet up with the governor uh we set up a little uh a surveillance thing ahead of time though because we wanted to get the congresswoman Kleena in there uh safely ahead of time we weren't sure if there's gonna be a trap from the senator's forces so we set up we see bob moving the truck along uh on the uh, you know on the road we don't realize what he's doing and then uh uh bustard's character sees movement going on inside the window something shady happening a meeting with the governor so we're freaking out thinking oh crap something's happening you know he's getting he's getting his orders from these goons that are controlling him or whatever so we burst on in there managed to bring in our weapons because the because uh, <laughs> the what is it the TSA is that the the, <laughs> the airport the, the TSA transportation uh, security administration Basically, the guy guarding the governor and like checking for weapons was the uh, Star Wars equivalent of the TSA. It was like, mm hmm, put your weapons in the box, ma'am. And so we just drop off. Wait, wait. We drop wait, off uh, like. A, when you say guy, you mean incredibly obese and sassy black woman, of right? Of course. Yes. Of course. Naturally. Yes. Jack didn't even describe it. I didn't describe it that way because we're, we're, we're playing with other people, but yeah, basically. Right. Jack didn't describe it that way. We all heard it that way and knew exactly what <laughs> if, it meant. If you hear it, it's for you. Remember. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we all just dropped random knickknacks into the box, and she's like, mm -hmm, "Enjoy your stay," and just let us through. So, so we walked in with our weapons, barge our way into the office, thinking we'd have a fight with some kind of. So wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. you guys were gonna like go fight this like massive battle, and you guys think, ah, yes, but we need to stop for security. 
<laughs> well, we have to get to the office to fight. We don't want to fight our way to the office. Yeah. Oh, I see. Because because the office, like this is the governor's office, so we didn't want to piss off the governor. However, the Republic senator, like the representative from the Republic, the the interstellar government in Star Wars, uh, it has been meddling in local affairs, and we were convinced at the time that the governor was under his influence and was being limited because of him. So we were worried that the people who were meeting in that, that were doing that meeting were from the governor and they were some kind of goons or spies or, or henchmen or something along those lines. So we wanted to show up and catch them red handed and, you know, possibly crack some skulls if we had to. So we burst in and find out that no, it's the Congresswoman. She just snuck in taking Bob's truck to avoid suspicion. And we're like, what the hell? We were supposed to be in on this meeting and you'd started it without us. And she's like, yeah, I do that sometimes. Um, so then, then she, ex- uh, they, ex- she, ex- she and the governor explained the, uh, difficulty in completing our mission. It's because there's a group of colonizers on the planet. Mm. Some, uh, some bizarre skinheaded, uh, <laughs> <laughs> skinheaded colonizers. Now, now, I mean, I think we all know that there's at least one listener of ours who is really into colonialism, like really, really into colonialism. Well, he's into the fruits of colonialism, if you will. Mm-hmm. He's into exploring those juicy fruits. Anyway, this is awful. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know so, what you're talking uh, about. All of our worst episodes are our best episodes. Yeah. Okay. Except for when this our audio we... quality is bad, but it hasn't been bad in a long time. Thank you, John. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is why we don't normally record at night, because <laughs> Jack's drunk and I'm retarded. Um, I'm just letting you guys go. Yeah. So, okay, so we, we have the meeting with them, find out that the reason they ca- that we can't accomplish our goal is because there's this group of skinheads that doesn't want us to, and we have to convince them to to split off with the Republic and, and uh, work with the uh, Confederates. Uh, you know, the South will rise Oof. again. Co- wait, whoa, 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 Confederates? confederate yeah, the cis confederacy of independent systems yes okay go on i'm sorry what did you yeah you you are sorry you're sorry for doubting my ability to pay attention while drunk <laughs> and playing division two at the same time oh yeah that's Ooh. right you were playing division two i was playing division two the whole time and i still know exactly every single detail that happened <sighs> <laughs> all right so after that happened we got uh word that the uh the the republic's uh the the Senator had sent some like spies or uh, some intelligence officers, I should say, uh, to come up there and basically do exactly what we were worried that they would do with the governor. And like, presumably anyway, this is guessing because we don't know for sure, but we're guessing they were there to uh, intimidate the governor into not splitting away from the Republic. So we got hurried out of the uh, out of the office, you know, sent down the elevator, went had to go out the back exit. And then we're like, okay, we need a plan. So we talked very briefly with uh, these two gov- officials, one representing the uh, colonizers and one representing the uh, the local Antifa, and uh, or whatever you'd call the underground. And so then we uh, came up with the plan to uh, kill these spies, kill the spooks in the streets, and use that at send use that to send a signal that the Republic was not uh, properly securing the uh, safety of this planet that we're on, and that's why they needed to turn to the Confederacy. That sounds like he, somebody read Siege. Mm. It's very Siege-like, mm. yeah. It's very, very. Who could have yes. read Siege? Mm. <laughs> well, we haven't killed any mailmen, so they're. I don't know. It's not. We're not quite there yet. It's more like uh, a different book. But anyway, <laughs> so we go to the grenade store and buy some grenades. Which, which, by the way, you got a deal on. 
yeah really good deal yes yes and i've and i and also while playing video games and being drunk i kept detailed records of all of our expenditures (laughs) you were you were basically pulling freaking double duty on on (laughs) everyone there everyone else was like brain dead and you were like you were like yes yes you know galaxy brained over here is like (laughs) hold on let me play video games get wasted and do better at the thing that you're doing Go. <laughs> yeah so, go. so um so yeah we bought uh a 12 pack of grenades a nice dozen dozen bag you know dozen I, I blocks was of grenades. That, like they come in like one of those little plastic wrappers <laughs> you get like cans in at the store no yes. no it's like an egg carton oh okay so it's more like that you go to the craft <laughs> beer place and you pick your beers so like it you, you get to pick out which kind of grenades you want you, you go to the yeah, I'll take th- take three flashbangs give me uh five he's uh, uh, I remember when I was running my game and you guys would go to go to the store yes. and do that be like have uh, off Harold yeah have yeah, off, off Harold half yeah, off exactly. Harold the half elf <laughs> oh shit half, okay. I gotta use this now half Jack did we Harold. ever tell you the story did we ever say the story behind that it was so funny like there was this there was this guy who was running like a, a you know a used military surplus type store and his name was Harold and he was a half off uh, no sorry half he was elf. a half half elf he was a half elf who's drunk now and so oh no it's, it's just him. a lot to it's a lot to to ju- I wish I was drunk that'd be more fun mm-hmm. um but no it's a lot to juggle but uh so so we we've been going to him like a whole bunch of times and then like one time we're like you know who we need to go see for weapons for this let's go see Harold and I think it was Bustard who just started like coming up with this jingle about everything's half off at half elf Harold's <laughs> and then I had my character go I had my character say wait he's a half elf I thought his first name was Havov <laughs> and so then he became have of Harold, the half elf who worked at Half Off Harold's. <laughs> it was, yes. it was very dumb but very funny. It became like part of the lore. Yes. Huh. So at any anytime you hear me and Buster talking about we need to go visit Havovs, so that's what we're referring to. Huh. Okay. So uh, so yeah, so we we bought some grenades, uh, set up an ambush, uh, ambushed the uh, the the car full of uh, spooks on the way back. Buster took an excellent shot on the uh, driver. They veered off the road towards the alley we were hiding in, and then we chucked some grenades at them. As you do. Yeah, had, as you do. It was very, I think, uh, multiple World War One Black Hand, Princip, Franz Ferdinand jokes were made. It was a good time. Except for, except, except for the fact that it wasn't as goofy as the Franz Ferdinand uh, uh, assassination. Well, it became, it became as goofy as that when... Uh, when Buster's character told mine to grab the uh, the little like badge pin thing <laughs> oh, that yeah. that that only Buster's character knew existed because only he had seen it while providing Overwatch, so he tells my character who's down on the ground while he's up in a sniper position, "Hey, grab that pin from the guy." Well, my character doesn't know what guy or what the pin looks like or where it is, and the car is burning; it's on fire, so he starts like like trying to check in there and just grabs the guy's body and yanks it out of the car and starts like looking for it eventually finds it tries to put out the fire by stomping on it and like (laughs) splatters the guy's head and everyone's like everyone's like oh john what an evil character you're playing and i'm like look he's criminally retarded but he's not evil (laughs) which 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 is a which is a beautiful way to describe both both player characters okay okay ethics ethics discussion is it more or less evil to curb stomp a corpse or a real person 
Well, he was still slightly alive. Yeah, he was Ooh. burning, but he was Ooh. still slightly. But he alive. was burnt. He was burned all over his body. At that point, it's a mercy kill. Yeah. At mm-hmm. well, I mean, like you know, it is Star Wars. Like Anakin Skywalker was like burned all over his body, <laughs> and like he lived. He should have been put down. Yeah, but Obi Wan. If Obi Wan had just had the balls, the cojones, finally a Jedi with balls. <laughs> <laughs> finally a Jedi with the high ground. Legendary joke. <laughs> oh god, yes, the but, Golan but didn't he have the moral high ground? Really? Mm. <laughs> no, not really. It's over, Anakin. I have the virtue signaling high ground. <laughs> I'm virtue signaling. It's over, Syria. I have the Golan Heights. Okay, yeah. That was not. That, that was, was my joke. You just stole it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but well done. You did better with it than I did. So very well done. <laughs> you know, kissing kiss gas will get you his his left hand. You know, or right. I'm hand. working hard on it, and and also I just totally showed you up because you thought I wouldn't remember what happened in that session. <laughs> That's uh. true. I didn't. I didn't think you would. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So is there is there anything you would like to talk about that session? Like like do you have any other any questions as far as that session goes? Um as far as the actual session goes, no. I thought it was a very well-contained story and it was uh, presented very well with some it was it was a nice change of pace from the uncertainty of are we doing the right thing from the previous sessions. And mm. I think that's a that's a one thing that you definitely have down is that you know when it's time to uh you know to to give the players a bit more breathing room and uncertainty and make the decisions and then you've managed to to really alternate well between okay when it's this is a pretty straightforward task that you need to do you let us choose how to do it and then you know if it if everything works out dice rolls well everything's you know makes sense then it goes off without a hitch and then then we can go back to intrigue and things not working out yeah. i actually like that a little bit better than just constantly this plan fucked up. What's your contingency plan? Whoops, that one went bad too. What's your fallback? Oh, that's already been compromised. Where are you running to now? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so so as as a little bit of a background, like the the group could have obviously went towards the because because this campaign is taking place right before the clone wars. The group could have gone and could have influenced the planet to go towards either the Republic or the CIS. So one, once you were firmly in one camp, uh, I made sure that although you had a couple of chances, it was significantly harder the further you went down one camp to to like jump ship and go to the other camp, basically. You know what I mean? I, that's interesting because I don't think it has ever occurred to any of our characters. No, I don't think so. Either. To switch sides. <laughs> well, yeah. well, like, like I, I, I don't, I don't know if you talked about this, but the, uh, the, the, the time when you went to the to the senatorial office for the Republic and you were chased around, like it was very possible you could have just given yourself up to them. Mm. And yeah, that that never occurred to any of us. It was like, yeah. it was. It was almost a D&D mindset of like, if I, except it's the opposite of a D&D mindset. Cause it's like, I must run away from this encounter. <laughs> like we did, we absolutely <laughs> did not want to fight like these guys because we're like, these guys look tough. We got to get out of here. But at the same time, it was still like, you know, that, that mindset of like surrender is death kind of thing, which, which is not true. And I've said this before, if it, mm -hmm. if it winds up that my character gets knocked out and captured, that's okay. Because I have faith that the story will still continue. That's not the, like, well, you screwed up. Yeah. I'm not, you're done. I'm not, I'm not going to be like, you know, uh, 
Republic battlecruiser falls on the group, everyone dies, right? <laughs> like, like that's not. Yeah, you you guys aren't going to get arrested and get sent to prison, right? Like, like right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Now be... we now we play out the like prison cell politics <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> yeah. the, the rest of the campaign takes place. Well, that, in that. that actually, that's actually a good. That's actually a good bit. Like, I've never actually I, yeah. done like a prison breakout, but that would be kind of fun. It would be. And and I, could, I actually yeah, I, I I actually had that that contingency in plan like 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 you guys were going to be shipped off planet to some prison or whatever if mm. if things went sour like it was so 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 here's another uh, back story type of thing like like it was very possible for you guys to like talk to the republic people and be like okay well we'll give over everything to you if you you know let us go and give us a job or whatever right. So mm. it was very possible for you to flip at that point. It's not. It's now pretty much impossible for you to flip. Oh yeah, but it was especially because I'm a known terrorist yes, at this point. Yes, oh, <laughs> that's the other thing is that somebody took a picture of you stomping on the head of the Republic <laughs> intelligence officer and played it throughout the planet to to incense the planet to rebellion. So, yeah. So his face. Hey guys, this retarded lizard can do it. So can, so can you. Right. Um, jo- join the Confederacy because of this retarded <laughs> lizard can do it. Join the Confederacy. You'll at least be better than this guy. <laughs> is this like the is this like the like Star Wars medic version of that one scene from American History X? <laughs> yes. I've never seen that, but you've, sure, we'll go with that. No, you've seen it in GIFs. I, I, I can almost guarantee you. No, I meant the whole movie. I don't know the context. Oh. I, it doesn't matter. The context doesn't matter. It, the, the point is that somebody's well, he getting wasn't like stomped. It wasn't like an attack. It was more like, oh, crap, you're on fire. Let me stomp on you. Also, uh, I'm a massive, muscular, like, really weighty lizard. And so, you know, your head's kind of popped. It's funny <laughs> both ways. Okay. <laughs> that's what the funny thing is it wasn't intended to be, but that's what it wound up being or looking like in the in the media portrayal. <laughs> uh but yeah, no. So it's um no questions as far as how the session went. I guess my only uh, commentary was on play like the the other players reaction was very interesting and weird to me. Oh yeah. In that in that we're supposed to be playing as this like like low criminal low life gangsters were, were like our first mission was literally drug smuggling mm-hmm. and you know we're working as basically like deniable assets for the trade federation and it's it's been very explicit like if you get caught i'll deny i ever know you you know that kind of thing so this this is yet another game that gives off a very shadow run style job which generally means people who are like down on their luck or you know, just running in the lowest rungs of society and are willing to do whatever it is needed to get by and to, 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 you know, willing to take risks and, and do whatever and do unscrupulous work to make money. And some of our players are very much like, Oh, John, why did you kill a civilian? That's <laughs> awful. Why would you do this? Why would you, even though he was a witness and potentially a threat and he might, you know, talk about us later or tell the, uh, Tell the police about us and and help them to build this case that they no doubt have on us because we're doing all these illegal activities. Why would you silence a witness though? Why why would a, uh, the muscle, uh, you know, silence a silence a witness a witness in a very mus- muscly way? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah I, exactly. I, I was I was also very I mean like yeah, that was that was the thing. I think part of the problem is that none of them have actually played Shadowrun before. But the other Yeah. The uh, other... I, I've never played Shadowrun and I've run a very I've run very Shadowrun styled games. I, I think I think it's that maybe the party have internalized the idea that the player characters are heroes too much. Yeah. Um, yes, exactly. Which is easy to do, uh, especially when you're when you come from like a lot of D and D where you normally are playing some form of hero, even if they are very quirky. Mm-hmm. Your your sort of morality is spelled out for you very, very. Or what you think your morality is is spelled out for you very, very obviously to most people because most people don't understand alignments as they're supposed to be played as previously discussed. Oh yeah. But um. You end up with a lot of people that, um, you know, they they have internalized this idea that I'm the good guy, I do good thing, I don't do things like curb stomping, uh, enemy intelligence assets because that's brutal and that's not what good guys do. Even even if they're the villain, the, a lot of people have internalized this as my guy's the cool and good dude. Um. It's not always the yeah, case. Yeah, that, that wasn't even that wasn't even like the most egregious one because I could have seen just like shooting him to like make sure that he was dead and wasn't like saved by a you know a fire rescue team later. The most egregious one to me actually happened earlier in the campaign when our drugs at one point had been stolen. We chased down the people who stole them, shot out their speeder, like you know destroyed it. Uh, if I if I'm recalling correctly, Jack, everybody. Uh, in that died except for one person who I saved for interrogation. Yes. So we took that we took that one back to our ship, did some torture interrogation, got the information we needed, and you know secured our drugs and all that. And then my character's like, "Anybody else have any questions?" Nope. All right. And then starts dragging her outside to go, you know, snap her neck and leave her in the woods because she's like she knows way too much about them by this point. Also is working for a faction that is completely fine with screwing them over and has nothing to lose at this point and can go to the the authorities and completely like if that had happened, there was several things we did later that would have been absolutely impossible because we would have been known. So the apps like and for the characters we are playing, the right choice is remove this liability. And yet, when my character did that, they're it's, uh, your friends, Jack, are like, "No, don't! How could you?" <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, yeah, that's that was very. I mean, honestly, I think they should have told told you like, "Don't do this. Just tie her up in the back, and you know, leave her there." But. I mean, uh, we 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 were so poor at this point. We didn't have like the uh, we, the you, medical supplies necessary to like help her after the torturing. <laughs> you could, <laughs> which is another weird thing. It's like we torture her for information, and then it's like we should be nice to her. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the issue there is like, how do you how do you have like that morality where it's like, I I uh, I tortured this person, but like. I'm going to be nice to them now, you know, like killing them is too far, but you know, beating the shit of them within an inch of their life and making their life like worse than death. Oh, that's, that's not, um, no, 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 no. That, that doesn't cross any lines, but killing them yeah. afterwards. Oh, yeah, you that, better that's not. That's just bad manners. You, yeah, that's, no, that's not right. Sorry. <laughs> bad manners. That, 
Yeah, that that was to me was the weirdest one, but it's been a it's been an ongoing thing where now the joke is that my character's like irredeemably evil and should not be listened to, and I'm like, you idiots, we're all supposed to be playing criminals. What are you doing? You're you're, <laughs> you're basically Worf, where it's like you know, at, at every encounter, you're like, hey, let's shoot him, and everyone's like, wait, 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 not, wait. not right, <laughs> not right away. It's ra- very rarely let's shoot right away. It's just like. Hey, let's play. Let's pay very careful attention to when the cops are about to arrest all of us, right before that moment. Okay, let's fight before they take our guns. <laughs> which is which is exactly the correct attitude to have, honestly. And has and has already happened and worked out pretty well. <laughs> I would, but uh, I would make a meme about this, but I can't make a way to like, I, I can't rhyme. Young lizard man's got it's tough because his skin is brown. That doesn't make any sense. So, mm. oh yeah, that's that's the other thing is you're basically playing him as a uh, good boy who didn't do nothing. Um, yeah, he's definitely operating on uh, on African logic. <laughs> is he not gonna? Uh, uh, I think he's a bit higher functionally. He's not worried about witnesses. <laughs> he's worried about witnesses. That's true. That is true. It's a little bit higher functioning. Um, what what would that be? Arabic? Ah, uh, no, Italian. Not Italian. No, this he, this he, okay. this would be this would be like uh uh Hispanic like like we're doing like a mestizo. Yeah. Not an Indian. Right, like, right. He's like the enforcer for like the Chapo or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know my Mexicans. Is that Chapo is that a thing? El Chapo, that guy. I don't know, some freaking El Cartel. I know he's on Reddit. Oh, Chapo He's Brap House. House, those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, those those guys aren't actually. Mestizo, I really, yeah. I re- what? No, they're 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 like LARPing Brooklyn communist hipsters. What? Yeah, yeah. they're all white. Chapo, Chapo and they work tra- for Chapo. No, 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 no. They don't. They do a communist podcast. They just they- named it Chapo Trahop House as an ironic meme. Yeah. So how does Chap? Does he approve of it? Is he sponsoring it? I don't think Chapo knows or cares about it. Well, he, so he, sh- he should care about it because they're, they're making, like, millions of dollars a month from Patreon. And they're using his name. Yes. <laughs> like, should, shouldn't they owe him, like, royalties? I mean, I don't think you can copyright a nickname. Oh, okay. Well, you can if you're if you're an underworld, like, drug boss. Maybe we should actually inform him of this. It's like, hey, yeah, listen, we should reach these, out. These, <laughs> we should... Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, to write Chapo a letter, like, dear Mr. Yeah, Chapo. we should write him. Dear Mr. <laughs> oh, hola, mi amigo Chapo. <laughs> <laughs> I have a business deal for you, senor. <laughs> I don't want money. Problema. Uh, no mas pequeño, es muy grande. Es una problema muy grande, mi amigo. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to speak Spanish on the record because uh, I don't want to reveal how bad I am at it. Listen, uh, I don't want anybody. All I want you to do is... <laughs> I just want you to go make some new friends in Brooklyn. Right? Oh, look, dude, they're these nerds, and uh, we all know what happens to nerds. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no my my character is working on the logic of uh if you challenge the police to a duel and you win you get to walk free and so far it's worked out pretty well for <laughs> so, him so far so far he has it was, uh... it was like uh what's it's, it's a classic mikey knock and eric striker bit that africa is an mmorpg you just find the dude yeah. with the stuff you fight him and then you beat him and you take all his stuff <laughs> yeah it's a giant pvp arena right exactly. it's a battle royale <laughs> it's, it's like minecraft battle Ro- africa is just minecraft mondays so you gotta like punch trees to get wood 
you kill people, take their It's stuff. full of resources yeah. and wildlife. Yeah, exactly. Boom. It's full of diamonds and shit, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can make Holy whole crap, armors. we gotta go to Dude, Africa. Dude, in Africa, there are literal 12-year-olds actually mining for diamonds. It is Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> it is Minecraft. Let's go make some windmills a piece. Okay, we're putting this uh, yeah. show on infinite hiatus while we move to Africa to live out <laughs> Minecraft IRL. <laughs> see see Hello, you guys next this time. Is little, this is Little Wars Live. We are fighting with the Zulus right now. <laughs> Hello, this is Little Wars Live, Angola War Number Two Edition. <laughs> Today we are fighting the Zanla. <laughs> Can we find the guy who did the "Why Are You Gay" and ha- like interview him? I want to do that. <laughs> I... <laughs> Why are you doing this consent flower? Why are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> So you are worried about safety in tabletop games. Why are you gay? If you are not gay, who is gay? <laughs> who, who is gay? There is forums here says you have gay. Who is gay? Beta. <laughs> what if I do not consent to the gay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy would not consent to gay. That's I do true. not consent to gay. Is this is this a seg you into uh into consent forms? Uh well we didn't yeah, that's like skipping three topics. Oh. Yeah, we're we're going we're we're hard charging. <laughs> yeah, okay, well let's see first I want to hear about I have actually not heard anything about this. How's your Ryutama game going? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so Ryutama is going. Um so the players have discovered that they can make money with the merchant class. That's been fun. Just now? Uh, nobody had taken the merchant class initially, so when somebody got their two classes and they took it, they're like, oh, wow, I'm rich now. This is great. Are are the interest rates reasonable? (laughs) Ryutama does this interesting thing where you roll a skill check, and then the the score you get determines the discount or markup you get on the goods you're selling. So this is like Spice and Wolf Simulator now yeah kind of i mean if you wanted to run a spice and wolf game it, it really would function pretty well in ryutama now tell me have you included any uh any any shepherd girl feet uh no oh she christ john <laughs> <laughs> what it's in the manga you can't blame me for this i can blame you yeah we both well, can <laughs> need i need i tell the audience what you named your aircraft in hearts of iron for <laughs> I was lend leasing it to you. That's why. <laughs> oh, bl- this is victim blaming. All right, fine. What did he name his aircraft? Victim bl- I I had a BF one hundred nine variant named SGF Shepherd Girl Feet for John. <laughs> and then he sent them to Italy just as a flex. Yes. I mean, I mean, assuming that that didn't actually happen in real life, you know, like, <laughs> that's where you messed up. Like, like Italy got a Nazi Germany. Uh, plane and they just named it something crazy and weird i don't think the italians actually got any german planes oof that's where they messed up yeah well anyway um so (laughs) how else is your your atomic game going well um a lot of my players are are quite enjoying themselves i am too Uh, i will say that it is an uh, an, a uh, meat space game which does mean that uh, because all these people are my really good friends, there's a lot of just like is just us sitting around and drinking, which is yeah. fun. It's definitely not a super serious plot-driven game. We're just kind of 
wandering around and having a lot of good fun with it. I had a really intense nice. combat in it recently where everybody almost died because I chose two monsters out of the monster manual randomly to fight, to have them fight. Uh, and they synchronized really well together, and it was an almost party wipe scenario. Yeah, I think you told us about that when they like they they didn't uh, prioritize targets of our call. No, 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 and they definitely learned their lesson on that. And then they uh, then okay. they had a session where they just spent the majority of it making money, and they had another session where they spent hmm. a lot of time just organizing and buying things, just traveling through the wilderness. So have you uh, have you encountered any more of that difficulty of like? telling how much money you should be handing out to them or if it's too much or not enough? No, I, I think I've got a pretty decent handle on that. Since the party has a good way of making money now and they are spending their money at a fairly reasonable rate, it's uh, it's pretty all right. Okay, good. Yeah. It's just going well. I mean, it's a, it's a fun game. I, I can't recommend it enough for people if they just want to try it. Uh, it's mm -hmm. it's probably one of the better RPGs I've played, but it is not something you can play for a very, very long time. It really doesn't seem like it's set up that way either. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, from what everything I've read, it's 10 to 15 sessions is really the, the, the limit there. Yeah, I mean, and I'm getting up there, so... Yeah. What about, uh, what about the femoid? Oh, you have a femoid? We have a femoid yeah. in the party, and she does fine. It's it's not bad. So overall, that's high. Well, that's high praise from coming from Mongoose. I think he's just being diplomatic. I will let Mongoose uh, Mongoose unlock your inner red pilled ancap. My inner red pilled ancap <laughs> is dead. I killed him a long time ago. <sighs> Great bit. Thanks. All right. <laughs> next topic, I guess. My inner red pilled <laughs> ancap would would want me to do say a. Do, do you guys want to do a MGTOW bit? Should we do a MGTOW bit? Yeah, sure. All right. Well, the MGTOW bit is that women are stupid. Haha, ha, got him. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, she has said some crazy things. Like, I just want to go fight things. Hmm. Like, I mean, that's. I've got a great role playing game for you. Have you heard of Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, this, but unironically, <laughs> it has an entire monster manual. Start at A. Fight all the way to Z. I think it ends in zombie. Once you get kill the zombie, you're done. Yeah, you win. Why does why does she want to fight things though? Because she built her respect her character only into combat. Oh. I don't know why. <laughs> so let's play a journey game about like traveling and exploring and provisions. I'll be the fighter. <laughs> well, she wanted it's to be a farm girl so that she could acquire all of the all the animals. Oh, okay. Well, that's not that's, that's not too bad. That's pretty wholesome. But kinda, the farmer goes really well for fighter uh tank stuff, so then she just sort of did that and and then, you know, I don't do combat every session, even in a game that is kind of formulaic like Ryutama, so she's kinda sitting there like, Well, why aren't we fighting things? And I'm like, Well, because I just don't like fighting things. Come on, man. Like, bro. <laughs> Come on, whoa man. Whoa man, woman. <laughs> whoa, man. Whammon. I've uh, yeah, that whole like, why are we going a session without killing anything? It's like really, that's that's like the reason you're here. That's like the that's the limit of your investment. All right. Because I just want to sit here and drink a beer and talk about trees and forests and ravines and highlands and towns and Raviolis. do fun and do fun accents. Like that's that's really why I'm here. If you are mm -hmm. like me and you like it, describing nature scenes, you're gonna love DMing it. it. It's it's got a lot of very good uh, 
eco ecological descriptions in it. You can do a lot of good, uh, oh, and the, there are birds and trees and grass. It's just wonderful. I, I can't, it's, it's so, it's a very lighthearted and relaxed game to play. Um, yep. Sounds good. comfy as fuck. It's very comfy. It's yeah. it's a good game to change pace with. You can put on like some Burzum ambient music and just go walking through like the winter, the winter wilderness and stuff. It's very good. Speaking of which, uh, we have carried over the tradition started in your game, Mongoose, and uh, Jack's game started off in the uh, lovely month of Spacetober. Ooh. Oh no, <laughs> Spacetober. Spacetober. Yeah, that's that's why he's he has a bartender droid on our ship that that uh, only serves one drink at a time, <laughs> specifically based on the month that that is that that we're playing in in real life. It was it was funny though because like <clears throat> because apparently there had to have been a bartender droid on the ship, so so I just said that there was a bartender droid, and they asked me what drinks it served. I said it only served one. And my fiance comes over and she puts down a, what was it? A, a pumpkin spice martini in yep. front of me, just like as a surprise. Like Yet again, proving that Jack is a basic bitch. Well, <laughs> but it was really good though. <laughs> it was really good. And I was listening to Britney Spears and drinking it and having a great time. Right, exactly. It had like a little basic bit. girls like. Ariana Grande or somebody else. I wouldn't know because I'm not one. I was just guessing. Dude, it, it tasted... deal with one of these white women, basic. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, yeah, Jack says Jack says I'm the droid makes you all pumpkin spice martinis, and we're like, "Gee, Jack, that's so creative! You drink what you're drinking right now. Thanks." And then the next month, no November rolls around, and he's like, "He's changed it to a new recipe. What was it like? Rum mixed with turkey gravy?" Yes, it was it's rum mixed. That sounds like it is barf fueling. Oh my yeah. lord! Oh. But hey, was... <laughs> the the lizard liked it. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it's a lizard. Yeah, it... Lizards will literally eat anything they can put in their mouths. The only thing that eats it was... more things is an amphibian. It was called uh, Thanksgiving in a glass. Right. <laughs> and it was. It was. Really I don't know chunky what rum too. has to do with Thanksgiving. It's real chunky. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> this is a. C can you just give them like vodka and tuna water instead okay that's no right. hey man if you're gonna gross me out that's look, true just imagine just this. imagine a, a thing of fresh gravy and then you put the stuffing in there and then you pour in some rum stir it up and just chug it no put it in a food processor with a little bit of turkey a there you go there you processor. go yeah. extra protein yeah there you go yeah it's got little chunks, like you know how, like, like the turkey kind of separates into these little like ribbons or strips and you know <laughs> little fibers. Just imagine those floating around in your turkey martini, with 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 a little bit of whipped cream on top, just to you know. <laughs> Why are you gay? <laughs> they take the gravy, they put the rum in the gravy, they eat the gravy rum. Why are you gay? <laughs> I can just hear Mongoose's brain breaking. <laughs> Why are you gay? The real the real question oh, is God. what do I what do I make this month? Uh it's gotta have uh peppermint. Well since it's after ginger. No, it's after no nut November, so it's nut nog. Ooh, wow, good idea. I don't want I like no, that. I don't I like it. I don't know what that Beautiful. is. Beautiful. I don't 
Oh God! I don't. Wanna... I'm writing this down. Is it just eggnog but with cum? Is that what it is? What is that? What does that mean? I don't know. I just said it. Jack will figure it out. What is? I don't want to. I don't. I don't like where this is going. Little worse, like high quality bartending is... content. Yes, this is awful. Bad, that bad bartending. This is advice. Vice News content now. Fucking cum martinis. <laughs> horse what? cum, right? Wasn't what? That the thing? Oh, wasn't that the thing? Is that they they had horse cum martinis? No, they did this. Vice did an article about how to be safe. I don't even know if we should say this actually. Yeah, can we can we just not? <laughs> Sens- okay, sensitive ears tune out real quick, but Vice had an article about how to maintain proper safety while going to a cum party where you drink your friend's semen and different alcoholic beverages. Why would you do this? I don't it's Vice. I don't know what to tell you. They're insane. They're slaneshy weirdos. I don't Pretty even much. know if I would use Slanesh to describe that. However, I would like to point out that these guys have got have figured out how to make all their female friends drink their cum. Yeah, but they're also drinking the other friends' cum. It's just uh, you had to. But uh, you ha- you're a assuming that these people have friends that are like female that aren't also like female parentheses male. Um, good point. That's you're a very also, good point. You're also assuming that like, you know. That that is a good trade off for having to live a life of liberalism. Here, I'm gonna put something in the recording booth for you guys. Just a little gift. Oh, beautiful! Thank you so much. So, uh, so since I did <laughs> why not consent, you do this? Why are you since gay? I, <laughs> since I, I'm not gay. I'm commenting why on you gay. Why you posted gay? Let me talk. <laughs> since I did not consent to reading this Vice article that I'm currently reading. It's called Semenology. Nobody semen forced you <laughs> to read bartender. the Vice article. <laughs> you could have done tell this me, thing tell like me. Me. just ignore it. Listen. Watermelon gin jizz. <laughs> John, why did you read my consent in gaming form that I gave you earlier? Because you never submitted it. Nobody. The only one we got submitted was yes to Yoda, no to everything else. <laughs> Consent in gaming form, Cyril has filled out. Uh, Yoda, he requires. <laughs> Monkeys, are you posting 2D girls to cleanse the chat? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anime boobs <laughs> beats Vice articles. <laughs> I mean, yes. It's it's <sighs> It's energy kind of like... You know, man. I get you. I get you. All right. Let's actually stop composting and talk about Eberron. Eberron? <laughs> uh, or consenting. Start... Okay, what, what is what is Eberron? Somebody explain to me what this is. Oh, God. I don't I don't know if I can explain it. So, so uh, let me start at the beginning. <clears throat> so, uh, Eberron is a campaign setting released by Wizard of the Coast on uh, two, in 2002. Right. So it's it's a little bit it's 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 stretching back a little bit. Uh, It's basically this campaign setting that was not actually developed by Wizards of the Coast. It was actually developed. uh, Dang it. I don't I don't have him at my fingertips. Basically, it was a it was an (laughs) independent writer who developed Eberron and they had a contest to see uh, because Wizards of the Coast was was basically like out of um, ideas at this point. (laughs) <laughs> like in 2002 so oh, they basically they were out of ideas 
was yes. his. Like, they were out of ideas as soon as Gygax left. He's the only person there with any ideas. Well, and, and at this time... Have you... Oh, speaking of which, real quick. Yeah. Have you seen a bunch of, like, the, the people on Reddit and, and other places that are, like, starting to insist that, like, other people had more to do with Dungeons & Dragons and Gygax was, like... Was a was a fraud who was like stealing credit for it all? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Is this like anti Gygax revisionism? Yeah, like they're coming like H- Howard, I think. And there's there's another guy, some Jewish guy. I can't remember. Well, they're, that's they're bullshit. Like being... That's bullshit because <laughs> Gygax had everything to do with it. Anyway, doesn't there's matter. been a lot of revisionism going on recently where they're like, anytime now that uh, somebody mentions Gygax, you know, you get the guy jumping in. Well, actually, Gygax didn't have everything to do with it. It was uh, he was a part of a team, and and really not even the most important part of the team. No, he was the most important part of the team. There wasn't a team. It was just Gygax. Fuck you. Kill yourself. <laughs> yes. I don't care. <laughs> Don't the care. mongoose may hate Dungeons and Dragons, but point out how people don't like Gygax and watch how he recoils. <laughs> I'm not recoiling. <laughs> I'm striking back. I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm recoiling to strike back like a like, like, <laughs> like a, a cobra, like a co- like like a, like a yandere Wait. snake girl denied her husband. Mongoose is acting like a cobra. That's that's an interesting. Anyway, <laughs> the, yeah, okay, all right, the all right. the Eberron campaign setting was actually developed by this independent writer, uh, Go- Keith Baker. Yes, Keith Baker. Thank you, thank you. In two thousand and four. Thank you. Where for? It's on the Wikipedia. There's a wiki. Have you heard of this site? Wikipedia.en.org. <laughs> the English Wikipedia. Cock and ball torture. Have you not heard the memes? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, I, 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 I hear. I hear that website that like denies the USS Liberty attack and says certain events in the 1940s actually happened when they didn't. See, that's exactly why them? I can't. I can't trust it. You know what's interesting to me is that this system, this uh, setting was released for Dungeons and Dragons 3.5. Yes, yes, and that's another thing is that it, it's widely known as pretty much the last good setting released for 3.5. There were other settings, particularly uh, Monty Cook. Who, if you've been reading about the consent in gaming, you know oh. that he is the uh, primary push for that. But uh, he, he wrote a couple of campaign settings, but this was basically widely regarded as the last good one for three point for for basic Dungeons and Dragons in particular. Um, and it basically it so so Eberron's uh, key, I guess, aesthetic is basically if you're not going for low magic uh, Lord of the Rings type thing, right? Why not just push forward and go do Magitech, right? So basically on Eberron, uh, it takes place on the central con- on like a central continent. And across the continent, there are like uh, lightning rails with like Magitech uh, trains and stuff like that. And recently, they recently developed skyships. Kind of think of Final Fantasy IX, if you ever yep. played that game, where... Uh, where where you've got a lot of uh, you got a lot of fantasy like tropes and and things like that. You have all of the base races: humans, elves, dwarves, uh, halflings, gnomes, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, drow, and uh, <clears throat> and you you also you also what's interesting is that Ebron is also is not only the name of the planet, but it's also the name of a dragon. So the uh, the 
uh, creation story of Eberron is that there were three dragons at creation. There was uh, there was Sybaris, the good dragon, Eberron, the like I don't know, the neutral dragon or the earth dragon, or the, the mediocre, the dragon. mediocre dragon. He he <laughs> he was kind of, he, he was he was kind of a beta. And uh, inside of you, there are three dragons. One is racist. One is racist. One is racist. You are racist. That's right. All three of them are racist. Uh, And then the third one was Kyber, and he was the evil one, right? Ooh. Seto uh, Kyber. Blue eyes, white (laughs) dragon. dragon. Blue eyes, eyes, dark (laughs) dragon. Yeah. And he was kind of a cunt. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, the dragons got into a tiffy, and uh, and Eberron decided to bind Kyber inside of it. So it basically became the planet. And Kyber became like the underworld where all the demons are spawned and everything. And uh, Sybaris was actually shattered uh, in the Great Conflict. And Sybaris is is uh, uh, is shown in the world as like as like a ring of uh, kind of like kind of like rings around the planet like Saturn. Oh, okay. And uh, and each one of them has particular dragon shards that you can go around and collect, and they're useful in like magic item creation and stuff like that. So, are you sure they're shards? Are you sure they're not balls, Jack? Uh, Are you sure they're not just dragon balls? No, no, no. Because no. this is Final Fantasy, so there are crystals that need to be collected. They might be elemental. Right. Or oh, okay. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, Sybaris dragon shards uh, fall from the sky. And there's actually a whole business surrounding that, which I'm going to get into in a minute, of finding Sybaris dragon shards, because they're the most rare. And then you can dig for uh, Kyber dragon shards, and Eberron dragon shards are usually like around the... uh... So what do the shards do? Also, Uh... can we name this episode Dragon Shard Drinking Party? (laughs) Mm, Maybe. Maybe, possibly. Crystal Drinking Party? Possible show title. (laughs) Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, so so they actually have different uh, they actually have different functions. Like Eberron dragon shard or uh, uh, Kyber dragon shards are actually prized for trapping elementals. So all of the uh, lightning railways uh, actually utilize trapped elementals to power them. So uh, mm, so so it's slavery. Yeah, basically slavery. Sybaris uh, dragon shards are ground down and used to used to create magical items that are like the uh, the ever burning lamps that uh, that a corporation in particular produces, so that you have like continuous light. And uh, oh, oh, yeah. like like Siemens and the magic um, crematoriums that happen to you know. God, you are stretching so of... hard right now. <laughs> well, that's that that's actually that's actually an interesting thing about about the Eberron <laughs> setting is that it's kind of post-apocalyptic because uh because there was a great war that that uh the the central continent Would you call it a world war? A world war, yes, where the central continent had all of these like European kingdoms bound together by an empire. And then that empire was was shattered into multiple different kingdoms. So how is this not the Magic the Gathering cycle of Shards of Alara again? Uh, well, I mean, I've never, I've never really played Shards of Alaria, but they probably. When did that come out exactly? I don't know. It just sounds like the same like dragons stuff splits apart. There are shards of things, crystals. Sounds like all the same stuff. Also, sounds like the plot. So you of, like, got Shards of Alara. 
Shards of Alara, 2008. Ah, oh. So <clears throat> four years later. Well, it's yeah. a Wizards of the Coast property plagiarizing another Wizards of the Coast property, so I guess it's not really that bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. At any rate, so so basically the idea is that these kingdoms, these nations, are actually very weak because uh, before and after the shattering of the empire, there were these houses uh, of people with uh, dragon marked uh, th- these 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 people who had like these like dragon marks on them that gave them like special powers basically and they formed into like these massive corporations which now since like the the state is now very very weak all of these corporations have a lot of power over society so it's almost it's almost a little bit uh, cyberpunk. I just can't escape from cyberpunk. I know, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but it's it's also it's also very firmly in the fantasy. It's magic. Adjective. It's magic punk. Yeah, it's it's, it's ca- magic punk. Yeah, you could you could say that it's basically magic punk. Um, so yeah, which leads me into into the next interesting thing about Eberron, which is miscegenation. Okay, so we're actually getting to the point. Yes, yes, we are finally getting to the point. I'm sorry. I, Mongoose, I this is the point that our audience is interested in the most. Yes, because <laughs> because because these uh, these dragon marks. So so uh, a, a little bit of backstory. Uh, a lot of um, a lot of properties like Pathfinder and uh, and other things like that have been trying to eliminate racial stats, right? Because yes. because the orcs cannot be dumber than the humans right well shadowrun just did that with six right you've got pathfinder two switch to uh heritage or what was it ancestry or something background Anc- background yeah background something like that well D yeah. notably still has racial stats right like humans can put plus two into whatever uh dwarves get extra constitution Elves get extra intelligence, that kind of thing. Yeah, all of the races are equal, but they're slightly different. They're separate, but equal, if you will. Separate, but equal. Which is yeah. which is the guiding philosophy that you should have in most of your life. Um, no, <laughs> nothing is equal. Equality is a sweet lie. Well, yeah, whatever. But separate, separate. That's separate why in my role-playing game, that's why in my role-playing game, I didn't even balance the races. <laughs> you just You just made some obviously more powerful. No, they're just all different. Oh. And they were not equal. So at at any rate, what Eberron does, which is interesting, if you were born with a dragon mark, uh, you actually modify your racial stats. So so it's almost as if they added different races to the game or sub races. If if you're like if you're a halfling or an elf, you actually modify your sub race, which uh, which is yeah. So so these these marks are like magic tattoos that only appear on some people. It's kind of a bloodline thing, mm-hmm. and they're also implicitly racist in that like the, each race has its own heritage yes. mark that can appear and like grants different powers based on your race yeah oh, okay so, so where's the where's the miscegenation part coming well I'm, I'm getting there so so humans have a bunch of them halflings have like two elves have two two hilariously enough gnomes and dwarves have one each and yeah i'll i'll, I'll get to that in a bit but uh people who are born with dragon marks if they mate with other people of a different dragon mark that's actually looked down upon heavily because then you can make an aberrant dragon mark 
which which is widely seen as bad and evil. It's basically the X Men. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so so let me let me read a little bit. The twelve mongoose is so not interesting. I know. I, yeah. you no, know, I know. I'm, I'm, I was like I was like you're gonna talk about Eberron, and then you just start reciting like the plot of like Final Fantasy three point six nine or something, and now I'm like, bro. <laughs> And that, it's 4.20. Now, now I'm basically the guy in the white suit in uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? <laughs> They's miscegenated! Right. So okay. the, the 12 dragon marks are predictable and their powers are generally constructed, but there's another kind of dragon mark, which is dangerous to both the bearer and the people around them. Aberrant marks often appear when people of different dragon mark families produce a child, and for this reason, such unions are forbidden by the 12. Uh, but aberrant dragon marks can appear on members of any race at any age, regardless of bloodline, blah, 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 blah. They, they, they make sure to put that in there, you know, just to make sure you, you are well aware that. Yeah. Didn't you, wasn't the reason you want to talk about Eberron's that just recently came out? Yes. And like a, the new version or something. And it recently came out for five, for fifth edition. And oh, okay. I was, I was pleasantly surprised by, by how good it is actually. You're talking to two people who hate Dungeons I know. and Dragons. So. I know. Well, well, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I hate Dungeons and Dragons, and I find this boring. Well, <laughs> I mean, I thought I, I've always watch, liked. Watch as Mongoose plays a dick to his friends. I know, right? Like, <laughs> I don't think your things are boring that I actually think are boring. <laughs> anyway, no more of this. Fight, fight, fight! Look, look. I mean. I I have not made a consistent point out of out of like disliking D and D all these episodes just to sit here just so you can come (laughs) here and talk about D and D just so you can bring this into my house. Yes. (laughs) Well, so so that's the thing is that I I have always really liked Eberron specifically because. I, I I thought it was a very creative and very uh, very interesting campaign setting. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as the mechanics and the rest of D and D goes, like I could give or take from that. But I've always liked the creative direction that Eberron has taken, specifically because it it, it kind of it it differs from a lot of campaign settings. Like a lot of campaign settings are very, especially for D and D, are very. Uh, very bland yeah so so this this is a campaign setting that is not at all bland at all i think it i think it's very uh i think it's very interesting and very lively so well thank you jack for sharing that (laughs) you sound like a salesman well thank you thank you for giving your presentation go ahead and take a seat now and we'll move on to our next topic <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> i'm sorry but like jo- what was I, this i enjoyed i enjoyed talking to you about this earlier because it's interesting to hear things that you're interested in however mongoose does not give a I shit know, mongoose Shut gives up. literally zero shit <laughs> about any of this you're like you're like dude i'm gonna talk to you about the dragon crystals and i'm like bro <laughs> <laughs> bro, is there like an bro, angle here? Or are we just reciting the dragon crystals? <laughs> like, I, <laughs> would have helped if I'd well, known that's... what was going on. But you just started talking Mon- about it, mongoose. <laughs> mongoose, you talked to me about World War II lore so much. I don't want. Th- it's hear not it. lore; it's history. 
It actually happened. <laughs> it's, it's, it's lore. It's lore. No, it's the it lore of World War II. It's historical lore. I don't want to hear it. Mongoose. Yes. Give give Dragon Crystal. Give Dragon Crystal girlfriend. <laughs> please. Please give Dragon please Crystal. Please give Dragon Crystal. Crystal okay, okay. I'm gonna fall out of That's my actually chair. a good show title. Please please give Dragon Crystal GF. <laughs> and it's all lowercase. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is why we don't do episodes this late at night. I know. This is this is Little Wars late night. <laughs> after, after dark, dark late yeah, go. whatever. Little at Little Wars after dark, please give Dragon <laughs> Please give Dragon Crystal GF. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but I want one. <laughs> I, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we give me a Yandere Dragon Crystal GF? No, stop with the Go back to Sazerac posting. Damn it. <laughs> Better than the Yandere crap. Yeah. All right. Any, it, so, uh, anyway, j- yeah. just just to round out my presentation to the class. Uh, <laughs> also, also the, the other thing that everyone knows about Eberron is you can play uh, a magical robot there. That's, yeah, the, the Warforged. Yeah, the right? Warforged, yeah. That's it. You could be a, you could be a golem. Wait, can the, ro- can the robot have the dragon mark? I don't think so. No, no robots can't have dragon marks, mm. but they're basically uh, you. You don't have to breathe. You don't have to uh, eat. Like, do you have to sleep? Like, uh, if you have spells, you have to take an eight-hour rest. But no, you don't have to sleep. That's wild. You can just, mm. you can just keep going. Uh, do they have? Do they have real skin two point Uh, no, actually, they have a combination of wood and metal, and uh, healing spells only only do half the healing. Dude, on bro, 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 that's cringe. If you bought that home, I'd be like, bro, <laughs> you got to pay a little more. You got to upgrade it to real skin two point You've you've seen the uh, you've seen the pictures I on one four chan of the. I have seen the pictures. I wish I hadn't. Thank you. Of the of the lesbian warforged <laughs> on on an angle grinder. Oh god. oh god! I can only yeah, imagine, right. and I'm disappointed <laughs> for the sake of my audience that you brought that up. We'll just say that scissoring is a little bit more literal than usual. <laughs> it sounds dangerously like Guru. Not if you're robotic. Not not if you're robots. Yeah. I don't think sparks are equivalent to blood drops. I think uh, metallurgically speaking, they are. Well, I guess we need to, to consult our consent forms then, huh? Yeah, we do, and I don't consent to furthering this discussion. Moving on. <laughs> you don't, con- don't consent to Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I don't, though. <laughs> mm, consent to Dungeons and Dragons? I do not. Consent to Yoda? I do. Dear listeners, right. if anyone gives you a consent form, just write Dungeons and Dragons on it and hand it back. <laughs> right, friendship with mongoose. Check it red. <laughs> oh, oof. oof. Friendship with mongoose ended. Friendship with Warforge now now my friend. No. no, you can't. You're not you don't have the lesbian haircut. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of consent forms, uh I just wanted one more top well, well actually we got a surprise topic at the end, actually. An old uh Oh, yes, a classic. But uh, before we get to that, uh, I saw on Reddit that somebody had gone to a panel for a uh, consent in gaming uh, in RPGs. Was like, this, apparently they have... Was this at a convention or something? 
They did not specify. They just said that they went to a panel that they recently attended about mental safety in tabletop gaming. So that's okay. consent in RPGs. Right. And, and, and specifically in the comments, this person mentioned that they completely support the consent in RPGs checklist and everybody should be using it. And, uh, and they started off the post saying, generally speaking, I do strongly believe in trigger warnings and making spaces more accessible for those with disabilities and mental health issues. I also strongly support having a session X. These people are now calling session zero session X. Why? I guess. Oh no, no. I'm guessing session X before session zero. That's where everybody does a session zero, but it's about their consent probably. And then you do session zero. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Or they're trying to So you have to wait at minimum. Two, <laughs> two weeks before you start your game. <sighs> I'm thinking that it's that that just is the session zero, but instead of planning characters, you just talk about the X card and consent, which is also terrible. So I, I'd imagine that each of these people has like a personalized spiel they give, like explaining the X card. And even though the only people they play with are the same people every time and they understand what the X card is, every time there's a new DM or they start a new game, they have to go on the entire big spiel and everyone like just like emotionally masturbates over the entire thing like and feels so super duper proud of the fact that they are so considerate and... And they're so, like, you know, in touch with everyone's feelings, and then they proceed to play the same, like, D&D module for the millionth time. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that, because uh, when I played that, uh, that Shadowrun group before we did our game together, you remember how I told you there was, like, this weird non-binary pagan person in there? So, a regular pagan. Yes, do go on. Right, yeah, exactly. Your standard pagan, yeah. So <laughs> this this person, and I say person, I, it's a dude. Uh, it's obviously a dude. But this confused dude, at the very start, tried to pull the whole, we need to have a discussion about player pronouns before we get started. And this was like a brand new group, a bunch of people that had just met in Roll20 who didn't know each other, and they this this weird non-binary freak decided to just pull this on us. And uh, it was great because there was a boomer in there, like a, you know, like a 50 year old guy who was like an old D and D grognard who started laughing about uh, <laughs> what you can't tell. And I just jumped in there with, yeah, I think it's really, it's really not a good idea to go giving out pronouns because it's more of a social application anyway. So really we should be able to tell, don't you think guys? And everyone else is like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And this one like poor SJW is like, but I, I prefer they, them. And we're like, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> flexed upon it was really sad i almost felt bad for this sjw and then i'm like this person tried to get me to call them they them i'm not calling a single person they them go fuck yourself i I don't know if you have special pronouns you become it you you lose that makes a lot more sense yes that makes a lot like you you don't get to be a person like you don't become plural you just become an object yeah you're you're an object you have no gender Yes. All right. So I'm 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 kind of confused as to how you could fill up like like what is the normal session like two and a half hours? Like Maybe two three, and a half four. three. No, three for four. for you it for you it's two hours yeah. because <laughs> but for normal people it's like four hours usually three or four. Yeah, I go like three to five usually. Yeah. So how do you fill up that much time with like all this like bullshit? It, you have to go around for each individual person 
and explain each of your individual triggers and the context that might become triggering if it leads into those triggers. And all of this virtue signaling bullshit, I, I guess. I don't know. I've never done it, and I well, don't well, want to. Jack, let me let me give you an example. So, for example, if, let's say my name is uh, Gwendolyn, and I am a multiple system, which means I have headmates. I have Tourette's, autism, all self-diagnosed. Um, uh, let's see, what else do I have? Uh, well, social I mean, anxiety, really? depression, borderline personality disorder, half a dozen other things. I have to explain all these things. Then I have to say that I am a rape victim because I have yet to meet a leftist woman who is not a rape victim. And I'm I'm going mm-hmm. to out and out say I, I, um, I'm skeptical of these claims. Uh, as, as callous as that might sound, I don't believe that the crime victimization survey for violent <laughs> rapes versus the anecdotal percentage of rape victim leftist women that I have met or known of uh, match up in the slightest. Yeah, but what about if they went into a Games Workshop store? Oh, well, that's entirely when different. They were, I mean, when but they I, were I, also, I also don't believe that every leftist woman I've known like went into a Games Workshop store when she was 13. <laughs> okay. <sighs> that being said, though, I mean, yeah, I can see very clearly how, like, because it's it's kind of like think of it like um like a 1600s imperial court where you have to introduce everyone by all their titles and all the stuff they've done and all the all the hoity-toity crap. It's like that. The land holdings and yeah, the, it, and the job titles. Yeah, and, yeah. and the titles and like the earned titles and like you know all that stuff. Imagine that, but gay. That's exactly what this is. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am Pagan Slasher six seventeen. I am the the bearer of non-binaryism. I am the possessor of homosexuality. I am just, just going on. And what on. do you have to gay? <laughs> <laughs> I want that guy in that gay court. That would be yes. Funny. I want that guy. I want that guy. You know, you guys think he would be a good game master? No. That's like a for a meme game. I think he would be. He's oh, like okay. he's he's like he's like okay so so you you discovered the tracks of a kobold. It's like okay, I'll follow the kobold. Why are you gay? No, no, no. no. no it's the like kobold is gay, and now you have to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> or or it'd be like he's like you walk into a tavern and you see they are eating the poo poo, and you're like I have to kill them, and he's like Good work, you killed the gay. Yes, good, <laughs> good work. Kill. You do not need to roll. You killed the gay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh. oh god Th- this is a great bit <laughs> this is we keep doing the same bit all episode dude homophobic <laughs> ugandan is up there with yoda and sazarok and like the pantheon of little wars of bits. <laughs> it's like it's a trinity the little wars trinity <laughs> homophobic <laughs> ugandan sazarok and yoda <laughs> <laughs> oh god what 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 does the combined entity look like <laughs> Oh god, that, that, this isn't even homophobic our vampire, my avatar. homophobic vampire Yoda. <laughs> this isn't even our final form. <laughs> it's like okay. a combining transform. It's Voltron. Oh. It's the Voltron of autism. <laughs> this is a well, great episode. I don't, I don't see how <laughs> anyone could dislike this. This is hilarious. This is awful. Right. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I've been laughing too hard to even read the thing. I don't. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Go, go uh, read. Consent. I don't. It's. This is not as funny as homophobic Ugandan vampire Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, whatever I read, it's not gonna be that. 
<laughs> like that's the problem. How do you follow up that bitch? Oh, yeah, how do you follow up homophobic Ugandan vampire Yoda? I don't think you can. I know. Ah, ah, ah. Eat the poopoo, you must not. <laughs> what? Is that our final form? I, can't, I don't know. Oh, jeez. All right. <laughs> this is the best. Let's just let's just end the show. We, to, we, just, we can't beat this this episode. We'll be back with more consent and gaming stuff uh, next time. Maybe we'll record it tomorrow and release it in like a week or something. We'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, no, wait. We got one more. We got one more. We got to do the tanks. Let's just do the tanks. Are, are we sure? Oh. Are you sure we can? We can like keep this. Let's mo- just do the we tanks. Keep this momentum. We're ready. Going. We're. We're ready to. We got. We promised. It's an old bit. Okay. Okay. Mongoose gets mad about Games Workshop tanks. Part, whatever okay. part it is, the classic, yes. the favorite, the bit that everyone knew they wanted but didn't say they did. Yeah. Let's I, go. I, I actually haven't had any. Uh, uh, oh dear. Feedback. So so this <laughs> oh. is the first tank uh, in in uh, show material. Uh, I so, was I was actually curious I, I think, what you thought. I think of this. It, I think the torches on the sides are kind of really stupid. Um, the statue looks really cool. Uh, I like the fact that the flamethrowers will be passing through these like high intensity flames, thus like weakening the metal on them systematically yes, over time. Yeah, when it tur- it turns. Yeah. So so I, I F- like the I like the hold on hold on let let yeah, Jack F- introduce FYI me. this is the Sisters of Battle uh uh tank that was in the 2019 opening day for for Warhammer Community uh it's probably going to be sold on their on their website pretty soon it's basically it's basically a uh, a troop transport but it's got like it looks as though it's got two heavy flamers on the top of it. Uh, with a stained yeah, it's glass called an window. It's called yeah, an emulator. It... They used to have it, and it made sense because it had a little weird bomber cockpit window thing. This stained glass is stupid. You don't like you don't like the stained yeah, glass. Yeah, how are you supposed? To... There's a guy sitting behind it's it. It's a woman, like piloting allegedly. it. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't see. I don't... So the issue. What I'm seeing. My, my issue here is like, okay, you guys know stained glass. You can't see through that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, and the stained glass is in the front too, so that you know, as you approach the enemy, the enemy can marvel at the stained glass, right? Well, you can't see the enemy, and and also the sides are completely open and exposed. The top, well, is completely the, the open sides, and exposed. the sides being open and exposed makes sense because you do see turrets designed like that. It's just that this turret is so overwrought that it doesn't make sense for the sides to be exposed with the level of resources they put to putting a literal altar on the side of it. Like, I get they wanted yeah. to do an altar. Make a terrain piece, damn it. <sighs> no, it's on the it's on the back too. Look at the back of the turret. No, I know. There's like an altar on the back yeah. with stained glass. It's like supposed to look like a church, but it just looks stupid. Yeah. So for our second I, entry. Here, I would not be scared of this in the slightest. Zero out of ten. Alright, second zero entry. Let's go. Second entry is the Adeptus Mechanicus Ornithopter. Oh no. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, apart from the dumb-looking legs, I... Nah, that makes sense. 
Really? What? I did not think what? you would be on board with this. The, so so, I, so for, for the audience at home, the ornithopter looks like uh, Leonardo da Vinci's uh, kind of sort of, except that it's got a cockpit and it's got like, it, it almost looks like it's we'll got... We'll link uh, images. We'll put images of all this in the show notes. Yeah. You know what this looks like? It looks like a mediocre dragon. I, you know, you know, honestly, I'm a glide. I, I have piloted gliders in the past, and apart from the dumb-looking legs, I gotta say, I mean, I can. I, this thing looks aerodynamic enough. I mean, there. Are, uh, Why would you want a glider on a battlefield? Uh, I don't know. You asked Hitler and um Kurt Student and the United States Army and half a dozen other groups of people. The English paratroopers. I don't know why would they want to glider on a battlefield. No, I don't know. Well, I'm asking you. Why would you want? Why would this I on personally want, want a glider on the battlefield? Well, first of all, I don't yeah. think it's a glider. It's got kind of a jet intake, so it's got some kind of propulsion somewhere. Although I can't see it, so I'm assuming there's some kind of propulsion. Yeah, but in the this back. much metal, this much metal's got to be heavy. It's aluminum. Oh, okay. Well, then it's very weak. Oh, okay. Like every other airplane in existence. Sure deal. Not an issue. Uh, not like the warthog. The Warthog is the tank of the skies, sir. Yeah, which is why we it's got a titanium bathtub, sir. The Iraqis. Continuing. That they they were lost fighting for our freedoms. Look, if I if you built like a light aircraft just to m transport machine guns around, I mean, like this thing has a very between World War One and World War Two design sensibility to it. But I, I I guess if it's sort of a light thing that's either shooting at other aircraft or random slight vehicles it finds on the ground it makes a lot of sense honestly i i give this That's... vehicle a uh 6.5 out of 10 um if it had a better color scheme and the wings were more aerodynamic it would get a uh it would get an 8 out of 10 that's pretty high praise yeah well so i i was about to say the the front guns look like you know slightly higher caliber uh but solid projectile guns and did you see the uh the small guns on the side it's less of an issue for them in aircraft though like door gunning is uh, a practiced art hmm. and this thing doesn't look like it's moving very fast it's probably a pretty stable and decent platform for like this thing gives me like some like liaison grasshopper plane just up gunned vibes from it like so i, I don't yeah, know but what about the what about the fact that the wings clearly flap that oh, yeah. I, I do I I am choosing to compartmentalize that in my brain as like the wings <laughs> are um adjustable in their in their sort of uh position kind of like many fighter aircraft today not not that they actually flap because if they do flap uh and there's not okay, a jet how, engine on this thing you, I'm no be, this is no. not this is not adjustable because look at the length of that piston and the actual like part of it that can move at the most, it would be maybe 45 degrees up diagonally. It's not like it folds straight up. Well, and no, down. it's not that it would fold straight up and down there are aircraft that uh, move their wings for aerodynamic reasons. Not, not a uh, storage. I was, mm. I was about to say that the strength of the, of the, of those chicken legs seems to imply that it can land on them and fold the wings back so that it's got a little bit more uh, maneuver. They cannot fold back. Actually, they actually are unable whoa, to whoa, fold whoa. back. Look at, if you look at the, if you look at the sort of flaps in between those pythons that the wings are held out or the, the wing skin is held out on. I think what Jack is saying makes sense mm. in that the wings fold up and then the pythons all fold inwards so that the like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, and then you so may, maybe that profile. is 
Yeah, it does probably reduce the profile. So it can run like a raptor across the <laughs> battlefield on those chicken legs. You guys know how I feel about walkers. <laughs> That's true. It's a, it's a, this is the death chicken. This is the death chicken. It glides across the battlefield. This is the battle chicken. It takes a running start on those scrawny little chicken legs, flaps its wings, jumps into the air, glides for a little bit, and lands and runs again. Now, personally, if I was... <laughs> this is the death chicken! If I had the money or the inclination to actually do this model, I would remove the legs and put wheels on the back and put a skid on the front to make it but like a But then how glider. does it take a running start to flap? Uh, it gets towed up into the air by another aircraft. Actually, there is kind of a skid. Do you see the skid? Like, like there is kind of a skid on it. Is that a skid? I thought that was like holding one of the guns in place. Oh, uh, it might be holding that, one of no, the guns, actually. That looks like a that looks like the door thing on a pickup truck to like help you get up into no, the cab. No, not that. Further up the. Uh... Oh. Hmm. Well, it might be a skid. I mean, if it's oh, if it's that, got a that, skid on the front that. of it, yeah, it's kind of like this weird pseudo glider thing. I. I, I don't know. I, I like. I, I. I think that this thing looks pretty decent. I. I would not mind that. I wonder if whatever like whatever carrier carries these around, if it has like roosting bars. Oh, that would be cool. And they and they just like unclip and and fly away. Well, so yeah. so so I was about to say, uh, according to the size of the dude inside, I would say that these it's are not very big. I, I would say that these things are pretty small, actually. Like like not yeah. not massive like the uh, what is it the Storm Raven or whatever. The Storm Raven is just a massive brick that flies well, around. Th- it is it is the same size as a glider. It's got that yeah. same kind of size, which is immediate like yeah. the first thing that stuck out to me is how small it was. Uh yeah. you're still probably gonna be paying seventy dollars US for it though. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, this is gonna be uh expensive <laughs> as fuck. But <sighs> Yeah, so well, I'll stick cool. for two for forty like three piece resin aircraft kits from uh Battlefront, thank you. Yeah, but can those run and flap and take off? I think not. Do they come roost? Does this thing come with roost? swastika decals? Do they lay egg bombs? I don't think so. I mean, they. I I, I don't know. Does a Stuka lay egg bombs? Do they hatch in? <laughs> this is getting really. This is a really tortured metaphor here. This is a really dumb bit. Oh, I'll get dumber. You want to get dumber? <laughs> Let's get dumb. All right. Please, please give Dragon Crystal GF, please. Oh my God! <laughs> Yandere Dragon Crystal GF, please. Please, please, I want to drink the Crystal GF. Okay, what? Enough ship. How do you drink enough a ship- crystal? <laughs> enough ship posting. Jesus All right. Christ! All right. All right. All right. <laughs> this has been another classic episode of Classic Little Wars. You use that word way too much. That's okay, I like it. Classic? Yes. This has been a, an after dark, this is what happens when we don't have time to record on the weekends. This has been a Ku Klux classic. You're Ku Klux cringe. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> roasted! Ku Klux <laughs> destroyed! <laughs> oh! I'm using that. <laughs> okay. Use All that right. one at your local pool party, folks. Yeah, there you All go. Right. Or yep. your yep. FLGS. Yeah. Either works. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll be seeing you guys later. Uh, See ya. Uh, oh Thanks. yeah, just why just are you pre- just do the sign off? 
You do this well, every yeah. time now. Uh, I was I was just about to do the sign off, John, and then you got mad at me about doing the sign off, and I was just about to do it. I was about sure to say that. And now by it's the a way, sure congratulations. You got, yeah, and now. Oh, God. You know, and by the way, if you guys are listening to us on uh, XM or White Wing Entertainment Squads, we do have a blog, littlewars.home.blog, which uh, we post articles very occasionally on, and you can find our podcast and other things. Our contact information will be in the show notes, along with the pictures of the tanks we discussed. Hope you guys have a great week, and we'll be uh, seeing you when we see you. Uh, do write in, do comment. And... and don't go to any vice parties. Yeah, yeah don't. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. Just have don't. a good looking at this. Yeah, have a good it's terrible. Week. See ya. See you guys. Bye. Okay, I'm stopping recording. I did you? Did you? Did Mongoose? Did did everyone stop their recording? Okay. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of Little Wars. For more traditional gaming autism, head over to littlewars.home.blog. That's Little Wars, all together, no spaces, dot home, dot blog. Have a great week, and many epic gamer moments. That first